Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Ambassadors Forum Radio Show here on True Talk 800 AM KPDQ. I'm your host, Roy Swart, father of seven, MIT graduate, active engineer in the high-tech industry, and most importantly, bought and paid for bond servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our mission here at the Ambassadors Forum is to equip you to be able to answer life's hard questions the same way Jesus would. Today we're going to interview a good family friend and fellow member of the Ambassadors Forum who was also one of the speakers at our annual conference. My guest today is Carrie Danker. Carrie is the founder of Stone Soup for Five, a blog dedicated to encouraging women to grow in their spiritual lives in practical, hands-on ways. Carrie has taught two years of junior high and high school apologetics at her church's homeschool co-op and is the author of the Journal and Doodle Bible Studies and creator of the I Will Meditate Bible Journals. She lives in the beautiful Pacific Northwest with her husband and has survived raising three sons. Carrie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ray. So, Carrie, you've been to all four of our annual apologetics conferences that the Ambassadors Forum has put on. Mm-hmm. How has your own experience with apologetics changed over the last four or five years? Well, that's a good question. I pretty much, before I started going to those, I didn't really even know what apologetics was. I mean, I've heard the term you know, thought maybe it's apologizing for the Christian faith, <laughs> knew, <laughs> knew that couldn't be right. So that's why we started going is because I just, I needed to know more about what it was. Hmm. And then, yeah, after the first, we, you know, our family was talking about all the stuff that we had learned. And then we had to go to every other one after that because it, it's just so good. Although it was like drinking from a fire hose, <laughs> it was still it was just so packed with truth and mm. eye-opening to things that I hadn't even considered before. Mm. And so I guess going to those opened my eyes to just the volume of evidence that the Christian faith has and how much I didn't know and mm. how much I hadn't even really thought about. And I guess probably the biggest takeaway was when we had Greg Kokel there and he said, you know, it's just a lot of asking good questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so instead of feeling like, oh, I have to have all this stuff memorized and, and know, you know, how to refute lies, it was more of just finding out where the person's coming from yeah. and asking some really good questions. And, I, and that kind of freed me up mm-hmm. to be able to talk a little bit more boldly about the Christian faith because I don't have to have an answer immediately. Hmm. That's really good. Yeah, I I know when I first started learning about apologetics, I thought it was mostly, you know, coming up with great arguments for atheists who were trying to disprove God, and it was all about convincing somebody else of something. Right. But I know with my experience, my own faith has been strengthened, and I've been able to learn how to strengthen the faith of other believers. And so for me, the focus is almost more on the believer than the unbeliever in our apologetics ministry. Have you found that to be true? Yeah, definitely. I would, yeah, I kind of went in with the same thing too. Like you're going to be arguing people into the faith. 
but no, it's, it's more of what do I believe? And I think it's really spotlighted for me, kind of what a weak thinker I was before. I mean, I'm still, I'm not there, right? I haven't arrived, but just learning to be a little bit more discerning, learning to listen better, learning to understand, seeking to understand and kind of finding the question behind the question. Mm. That's what's really helped. Yeah, that's helped me a lot. Cool. Well, at this year's annual conference, you gave a breakout session explaining your experience in teaching a high school and middle school class on apologetics. Mm-hmm. What what made you want to teach that class? How did it go? And what were some of the surprises along the way that you weren't expecting? <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Everything. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think it was after we had gone to a couple of the conferences, and I knew that there was a whole lot more I needed to know and dig into. Hmm. And just from teaching, you know, the co-op for years, science classes or whatever they needed, I realized the best way to learn a subject is to teach a subject. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So I just... Yeah, so I just thought, well, I know enough that I know people who can help me if I get into something really sticky. And Mm. there were those times. Mm. I thought, I'll just go ahead and jump in, find a good curriculum, jump in and start and see how it goes. (laughs) I'm kind (laughs) of a, I'm I'm definitely, my husband will tell you, I'm a jump in with both feet and then think about it as I'm sinking. (laughs) So I knew that I had the lifeline of, the apologetics ministry at my church, plus the pastors that I could grab onto as I was sinking under the water. So why not start? (laughs) So it went well, first off, because we had a good curriculum. So I found the summit. It's their um, understanding the faith, understanding the times. It's a three-part series. Hmm. And I used their curriculum. So it was pretty much just laid out for me really well. And then they had videos and interactive things to, you know, ideas to get conversations started. And we kind of did the flipped classroom setup so that I wasn't lecturing them. They would do the reading and watch the videos during the week. And then we'd come back to class and we'd discuss what they learned, which was amazing because I learned from them. They learned from me. And I told them, I I don't know it all. In fact, I'm learning along with you. So we're going to do this together. And I think that freed them up to ask some questions and not see me as coming down from on high to teach you all the things, but just Mm -hmm. let's talk about this and wrestle through some of these harder issues. And yeah, there were some hard issues. There were some questions (laughs) where I was, I mean, I just told them I need to, I need to get some help on that. And there were a couple of times when I stumbled through a stupid answer And the kids can tell that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they can. (laughs) And so those I learned right away. It's better just to say, I don't know. Mm. Let's, and you know, the teacher thing of, you know what? That's a great question. Let's all look into that and bring our answers next week. (laughs) (laughs) So that helped a lot. And then there were just some, there were some times that were some really tough questions that I, you know, I still don't know that I have a very good answer. But I don't know necessarily that they were wanting a solid answer so much as a discussion and to be heard. Mm. And I think a lot of times we fool ourselves into thinking that we do have to have all the right answers when really they just want to know that you're listening and that there is an answer somewhere. 
it's not as teachery as it is just relationship building and discussion. No, that's really good. And did you find it uh, difficult to get the kids to open up and ask their questions, or were they pretty eager to engage in the conversation? Um, like any classroom, I think at first it's kind of, you know, they're unsure if they can trust you and if they can trust each other. And so the conversation at the beginning few weeks was very, uh, I don't want to say forced, but it was just more formal right? They weren't opening up as much. And then as the, as the, the weeks go by, they actually, they floored me. In fact, one time we were um, discussing worldview and I asked them, okay, let's do this. Let's, let's take these sticky notes and you guys just write some lies from the world that you hear all the time and mm. put them on the whiteboard. Hmm. So all the kids, like immediately, I think because there was a little bit of anonymous feeling to it, they immediately jumped up and just started writing lies and sticking them on the, hmm. the board as fast as they could. And then we kind of discussed that and broke those up into what kind of lies these were. And then I said, now I want you guys to write on your sticky notes and put on the board lies that you believe in your own life or that are from your own heart. Hmm. And that was it just floored me. They were so honest. Mm. And it was really neat because they knew they were lies and they could discern that much, but they also believed them occasionally too. Mm. And so just having them open up and talk about that. And boy, that week, I, that was an immediate, I'm going to the pastor. We're, <laughs> we have to talk about this because I don't know what to do with how honest they were when they mm. opened up. Mm. And, and again, they didn't want me to fix their problems. They just wanted to be heard and that we know, and then we can address them little by little as they come up. So it was really, really moving to have that moment. That is really cool, Carrie. That, what a wise and thoughtful way to approach the class. It was really, really neat. Uh, what advice do you have for the homeschool mom or dad out there who's thinking about trying to prepare and teach a class on apologetics like you did? I think first off, you got to find your curriculum. If you can find the curriculum that fits the time frame that you have. So if it's a six week, eight week, mm. 32 week, if you mm. find a good solid curriculum that can take you through that, you're 90% of the way there. You just got to kind of follow that. And then, and then like the post-it note thing, you just kind of go with where the discussion is leaning. You know, that the post-it note project wasn't in the curriculum. That was just something that fit the moment mm. that we could do. So the curriculum will pull you through and it will get you through those rough patches, especially at the beginning where you're still learning too. And then you can add to, you know, different videos. Like we would pull up YouTube videos of debates like the great, you know, like Christopher Hitchens and, and John Lennox, and mm. we would watch those debates just in chunks, like we'd watch 10 minutes of it and then pause it. And boy, the kid's blood was boiling. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, what he's saying is not right. Yeah, and cool. it was so cool to see them growing as apologists just from the discussions we were having mm. and what they were reading. So mm. I think for anybody that's unsure, man, just jump in. Find a curriculum that will fit and just jump in. And God will give you those moments. He'll lead you to the things that you need to or the people that you need to. The hardest part is finding the curriculum and the rest just kind of flows. It's 
it's such a blessing to interact and just see the world kind of through their eyes mm. and what they're dealing with, which is totally different than what I thought going in. I thought I kind of knew what they were going to be facing and what, you know, were big issues for them. But man, your eyes are really opened with some of the depth that they have and some of the really good questions that they have. Oh, that's really inspiring. And I, I know in my own experience, working with kids and seeing them find the answers they're looking for and to see their faith grow was so motivating, so inspiring to me personally. Uh, yeah. like you, what, a, what a great opportunity. Yeah, and that's all you need to do is teach them how to teach themselves because we could ramble off all day long the answers to their questions. But until they make it their own, until they think through it themselves and how it relates, that they're not going to remember it, right? Right. So basically, we're teaching them how to teach themselves. Ah, very cool. Well, I know, Carrie, that you've been on a panel, uh, like a youth group uh, question and answer panel, with a lot of those <laughs> same kids that you ended up taking your apologetics class. How did those Q&As go? Do you think that the kids walked away feeling like their questions had gotten answered or more that you had shown them how to, kind of like what you said in the class on apologetics, is it possible in a Q&A panel to kind of teach them to teach themselves or does that happen more in a kind of a classroom format where you've got them for six or eight or 12 weeks? Uh, hmm, that's a good question. I think it could start with a Q&A panel. I mean, obviously you're not going to say, well, you guys got to figure that out. Next question. <laughs> but, you know, just kind of teaching them, well, here's something that I've learned and here's the reason why I feel like it's good advice. Mm. You know, they're going to take it. Some of the things they, like I can think of some specific questions that some of them thought, no, your answer is wrong. I don't know. And it's hard on the Q&A or as a teacher because a lot of these things need to be started as relationships before you step into that role. So, you know, my husband and I worked with a lot of these kids in Awana and in the co-op and in Sunday school and youth group. So they kind of knew who, well, they do know who we are mm. and that we actually care about them and that we're real. Mm. And so I think a lot of, a lot of the, open kind of questions that we get is because they know who we are and we're not some, you know, guest speaker into town. Although there is power in that too. Mm. But I think a lot of, if you're really wanting to reach, you know, like for a co-op, it just takes time to develop the relationships so that they can open up. And then they know that you're not being a jerk when you tell them, well, let's research this and find out the answer, you know. <laughs> Well, I, I know you've raised your own family and been through some pretty difficult circumstances like all of us. What do you think kids are looking for as they try to make their parents' faith their own? Well, so this is uh, one question that you gave me to kind of think about ahead of time. And this one kind of threw me. So I actually pulled my youngest son, who's, <laughs> <laughs> who's 18 now, and I said, I asked him the question. So I'll give you his answer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he said that maybe what he's looking for is more, he's looking for mentors. He mm. said, I'm looking for other people who can step in and kind of show me how they did it. Because, you know, mom and dad only go so far 
<laughs> and even though the mentor would be saying the same thing that we're saying, they can hear it yeah. from the mentor. Mm. And so he said mentorship is good. And also he said just reading the Bible and getting to know it myself mm. and having the encouragement to do that from a mentor, not mom saying, did you read your Bible? Mm. Um, so for him, uh, somebody outside of his immediate family was really important for him. And then he said also just doing, he did, you know, cause mom's teaching. So he's the student in my classes. <laughs> <laughs> so he did both of the um, co-op classes that I did on worldview and apologetics. And he said that actually was probably one of the best things because he knows that there is just this stack of evidence out there mm -hmm. and everything that has a question, there is evidence for Christianity being the answer for, you know, whatever it is. Mm. And so he said, knowing that and having a mentor and reading the Bible himself is really important. And then as we were talking about it, um, I remember in the class that a lot of the kids, and even in the Q&A panels, they don't want slick answers. They don't want, here is exactly the answer that you're asking for the question. They want um, to think through, to kind of wrestle through something with you and they'll like even in the class there was a couple questions that came up that are really hard that i didn't know how to answer and then i would go and talk to somebody and then i'd kind of give them a little bit of what we had talked about and so then they'd come back with something else that mm -hmm. kind of related to it so they're building on their understanding and they're trying to work it into their life right to make it real and meaningful to them rather than some slick answer so they need mm -hmm. somebody who can take the time to wrestle through and, you know, back and forth kind of with them on some of these hard questions. Mm. And, you know, talking to Ryan, my son, and to some of the other kids I meet, I know that one of the ways that seems to really impact them is analogies and stories, <laughs> right? So yeah. if you can take this really hard concept and bring it to this meaningful analogy or a story that kind of illustrates it, hmm. man, that impacts them. And they can remember that rather than your slick answer for, you know, five reasons why the Bible is true. Hmm. Now, that's really good. I know with my own kids, as we started doing apologetics and kind of wading into the pool, so to speak, sometimes I would say, well, here's the answer, blah, blah, blah. And they're mm -hmm. like, uh... Where'd you get that? <laughs> and I was like, well, uh, this Bible verse and this other Bible verse. And they're like, just send me the Bible verses. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll kind of look into it myself. And I found that uh, not always, but often my best work as an apologist was just being a concordance. And just, mm. you know, when the kids were like, hey, so here's the topic, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, here's the three Bible passages to go look at and review it yourself. And mm. I found, not always, but often, the kids would be like, I want to wrestle with the primary source documents myself. Right. You know, let, let me read it. Let me read it in context. Let me read the different Bible versions, and I'll form my own opinion. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is great. And I'm like, that's perfect. I would rather you do that. I would rather teach yourself how to learn. Uh, then just take what I'm giving you. So that's, yeah, that's a that's a great uh, perspective and, and observation. And man, that's a skill they need. They need to know to take it in context 
and to wrestle through it. Yeah. And I think if they have those two things right there, they're going to be miles ahead of anybody else. Mm, that's good. So last question, Carrie. You've been involved in your church in various ministries. You've been involved in the apologetics ministry. Do you think the church overall understands how important it is to equip our young people to carefully think through their faith and equip them to defend it? What do you think that we can be doing as churches to help foster that training and that equipping for our young people? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. And that's one that I've been trying to think through. How do we best do this? And I think for the most part, I can't, you know, speaking of the church, the big church, I can't. But speaking of like the few churches that I've been in and involved with, I think they obviously know that there's a need. Hmm. I don't know that they know how to do it, or maybe they don't have the leaders or help to to start something, or maybe their philosophy is mainly keep them entertained mm. rather than teach them truth. Mm. So I don't know, you know what situation the church might find themselves in, but I think that they do understand the need because so many of this generation are frighteningly falling away. And, you know, there's so many celebrities, like even Christian celebrities now that are saying, yeah, I don't know if I believe all of this. Mm. And they're falling away or they're doubting some churches, not ours, praise the Lord, but some churches even kind of lead them to maybe even think if they have doubts, they probably shouldn't express them. Mm. So I know, yeah, I think that there is an understanding that there's a need, but maybe not how to meet that need. And, you know, thinking through that, I would say, You know, if you can't start a program, if you're not a youth pastor, if you're not, you know, a a pastor of a church and you don't have the power to start a program, just as an individual, do what you can where you are. And, you know, for Corey and I, that meant for a lot of years, we were leading the third through sixth grade Awana group. Mm. And we weren't trying to teach them apologetics. We're just memorizing Bible verses kind of doing a talk and playing games, but we were forming relationships. Mm. And that was where we were at the time. And we didn't go into that thinking, okay, big picture, you know, in 10 years, these kids are going to be 18 (laughs) and we're going to have this apologetics thing going on. Because the ministry wasn't even a twinkle in the eye then, right? (laughs) Right. But it's just starting with where you are. And if that's, Mm. you know, if you can do a Sunday school or a junior high or something like that, then jump in and do it. If you can assist in a ministry, just so the kids can start to see who you are and how you care. Or maybe it's like just asking if your church has a mentorship or discipleship program, maybe getting involved in something like that and changing just one life Mm. and talking through some hard issues with this one life and then multiplying out from there. God wastes nothing. Mm. And any time that you can pour into another person's life to help build them in their faith, God is going to take that and just grow that into this, you know, hopefully that person would multiply and multiply. So just where you can, start small, and then see where the Lord leads from there. Mm, That is great biblical wisdom. Thank you, Carrie, for being on the show today and sharing your 
very, very practical, down-to-earth experience with apologetics in your family and in your church and in your co-op class. Uh, I hope it's encouraging to our audience. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for doing this. This is just such a great ministry that you've started, and I think it's going to reach a lot of people. All right, thank you. Now, how about you? What has been your experience with apologetics? Have you felt intimidated by the questions you think you might get about your faith? Has that made you hesitant to jump in and start engaging? As Carrie explained, you don't have to have all the answers. You just need to try to ask good questions and listen and be willing to search out the answers together with your friends and family. The Ambassadors Forum is here to help you get started. Go to our website at theambassadorsforum.com. While you're there, you can look at some of the questions that we've answered already. You can ask us your hard question. You can sign up to receive our monthly newsletter. You can browse through some of our other helpful resources. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and sign up to join us for one of our monthly forum events where we have great speakers presenting on relevant topics. Finally, thank you for joining us on the radio today. You can join us every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. here on True Talk 800 a.m. KPDQ. I pray that God will raise you up in your own faith and send you out to share that faith with others in the grace and truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Until next time, I'm Roy Swart. May the Lord bless you and keep you. <laughs>